defining success for you personally and professionally, that's like the key to your life. Like if you get nothing else out of this podcast and don't do Sunday planning at all, we would love it if you just define success for yourself. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. I've heard it said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. I've also heard, which is one of my favorites, always plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. If you've experienced weeks that start on a good note but then fly off the rails when responsibilities pile on each other, the culprit could be a lack of planning. Out of necessity, Retha Nicole, business and life coach and the creator of Sunday Planning, designed a system that set herself and her clients up for a week of success. Her process of having a few specific focus points for the week can make all the difference in organizing your life reducing stress, and creating margin. Grab your planner and pen and hang out with Ritha and me as we chat about Sunday planning and how one day with a little bit of time and planning can help you sing a happy tune as you go throughout your week. Ritha, it's wonderful to have you on the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks so much for having me on. I am thrilled to have you on the show because we're going to chat about how we can organize our life better, stress less, and add time back into our week. So amen to that because what could sound lovelier? But before we dive in, can you give a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? So hello, I am Retha Nicole. I am a mom to three boys a wife to one guy. <laughs> and um, I am a small business coach as well as a certified life coach. I coach women in their life and business. And I don't just do one because when your life is a mess, then it can flow into your business. And then the same goes when your business is out of whack, then it could flow over into your life. And so I want to help the whole person. And that's what I do every day for work. But I have a company we'll talk about where I create products that I hope to help create margin in your life, get you some structure, even in the smallest way that will help you in your day to day. Yeah. And like you said, that's going to be the bulk of our conversation today is really talking about your Sunday planning process because you say... Sunday is where it all brings it together, that it's a fresh start and a clean slate, and you've created this simple yet effective process called the Sunday planning, or called Sunday planning, that you use for yourself and your clients and really swear by it. So I would love for you to just walk through that process and how you do Sunday planning. 
Sunday planning was born from a mom, me at the time, who was newly divorced with two little kids and needed to find my anchor, find something to make me get up every day and get out of the funk that I was in from being newly divorced. So on Sunday, I would get us ready for the week, quote, and I'm putting it in air quotes. And so I came up with five things that I could do on Sunday that would help me be the best mom to them, despite how I felt at the time, the best person and business person, despite how I felt at the time. And so you can choose whatever five things you want. But for me, it was my outfits. I had to go to work every day. So might as well figure out what that looks like. That's a huge margin catcher for you every morning to not stand in the closet and go, what should I wear today? Oh my gosh, I'm too fat. I put this on and all of those things that you don't even realize how much of a time sucker is standing in your closet going, what am I going to wear? So that was one. Planning meals was another one because I'm newly divorced and have to be on a budget, something I'd never experienced before. And so you can't wait until you get home to take the chicken out because now it's not thawed, nothing's going to happen, any of that. And so I just would write down meals, meat, veggie side, what we're going to have that week. Because I was also on a budget, then I could grocery shop from that list, right? So that I'm really being a good steward of our finances. Then I would look at my schedule because when you are either like me, a newly divorced mom or a busy mom handling a household, wrangling kids, looking at your schedule is key, right? Because you need to go, oh, do I need to pick someone up early? Do I need help this week? Are we going to even eat dinner together? How many days will we do it based on extracurricular activities and things like that? So that was the benefit of looking at my schedule. And then I would uh, look at if I have any appointments or anything like that, things like that. Over time, it develops and ebbs and flows, right? So seasons have changed. When I was newly divorced, that three and that five-year-old, they are now 18 and 16. So it's a whole different time now, but I still do play my outfits because I work every day. I still do the meals, even though my husband cooks, I still write it out and help us in that way. Um, I still look at my schedule because now we have drivers and we have everybody plays a sport. And so we have so much. I run social media for business. So I plan out all my social because on the business side, if you do social media for business, you want to always be giving the value. And if you wait to do it the day of and the dog could have gotten out or it's red ribbon week and you're ready to pull your hair out from all the themes and the things that are forgotten, you may not give as much value as you would had you written it all out when you had breath and margin on Sunday. And so I always leave one spot open for maybe a date night or texting some girlfriends and say, hey, you want to go have dinner? So that's what that fifth one kind of looks like. That is what Sunday planning is. That's what it looks like for me in this seat. My boys have been doing it for years because 
I am the parent who gifts you a responsibility on your birthday. Like I think, oh my gosh, you're nine. Look at what I have for you. It's laundry. Let's talk about how I'm going to give this to you. Take this off my plate. So they only do three things. So if you are a mom and you're looking for some margin, look at your plate and think, what can I give these children that are old enough to have some responsibility? So they have to pick up their outfits because they're going to school. And it really helps you with those theme times. It helps you with your, we're supposed to wear purple this day. And it just helps them in general. They're not spending that wasted time in the morning. They are responsible for looking at their schedule. Um, It keeps them on track with, should you be studying? Do you have a test this week? What do you have? How many days do you have practice? What does that look like? Did you tell anyone that you're going to need a ride home? What does that look like? So they do their schedule. And then Their third thing, usually this kind of changes depending on where they are with their eating because they're boys and they could eat a car at this point, but their lunch, they usually do their lunch. They do all the dry ingredients for the week. They have a little basket in the pantry and they just pack it all on Sunday so that all they have to do is maybe grab an Uncrustable or a Lunchable or make a peanut butter and jelly. That's all they have to do on the day of. So. If you are a mom, I would say they could do Sunday planning too. It really does. It helps them. It works. Uh, My boys are 18, 16, and 9, and they've been doing it since they were each one. When you turn six, that's something that I begin to try to help you get. I was going to ask you that I was curious about what age do you gift them (laughs) with the responsibility (laughs) of the Sunday planning. So thank you for saying that. So six years old, I have a... I have a four-year-old, so just a couple more years, but I am trying to implement more responsibility on him to help alleviate some of the craziness of of motherhood and managing the home. So thank you for more ammo and power behind that decision. I'm telling you, gifting responsibilities really work. And the reason that I say gifting, right, is because you're obviously going to give them something that they probably don't want. Like they don't want to take out the trash. They don't want to clean their bathroom. They don't want to do laundry for themselves. They don't want kitchen duty. They don't want to cook, uh, things like that. And so gifting it to them, it's a scheduled thing. So it's every year on their birthday. I just look at something on my plate that they can have. So it's not at a time when I'm mad. It's not at a time when I'm frustrated. It's not at a time when I'm over it, right? It's a new, it's neutral. It's a neutral time frame, And you know your children, but I usually do it when I think it's age appropriate. At six, you can begin to wake yourself up. Uh, at six, you're usually going to first grade. So I woke you up the first year of big school, which was kindergarten. But now you've done it for a year, gone to big school. And so at six, I get you an alarm clock for your birthday and you can begin to wake yourself up for school and you will begin Sunday planning. So I, I show you how to lay your outfits out. and We find a special place in your closet or in your room for that to happen because you're going to wake yourself up and get yourself dressed and just mosey on downstairs, you know, when you get ready. And so, yeah, at six, you can do that. And so at seven, you get to take the trash out. And at nine, you get your laundry. And let me tell you, I can't wait to give you that. I just can't (laughs) even wait. (laughs) 
Where does it all come from is what I have to say. Yes. (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, thank you. Thank you for that empowerment to, to empower our children to do those things. So I can imagine, you know, gifting with your children takes things off your plate, but how else does the Sunday planning process really create margin for you? And really, I want to know specifically, like, what have you done with the process to really help with margin in your life and and your week? So most of the time when we think of we need more margin, we need more time, we need more balance, right? We really tend to want to look at big things and we tend to go, these are things I truly never want to do again. So (laughs) let me see how I can get away from it. It doesn't work out that way. And that's what makes people think that it's impossible. And so laying your clothes out at night, that's like 20 minutes guaranteed of morning. So if I'm your coach and I'm saying, I want you to have a good morning routine and I want it to be a slow morning and I want you to get up before your house gets up so that you can be your own person before somebody else starts attacking you with things for you to do, you are thinking, I don't have time for that. Where am I going to find it? And so close out is your clothes are a non-option. It's like, well, that's already done. So that bought me 20 minutes. Um, The schedule, the reason that there are sayings like blue Monday and Sunday scaries is because you have no idea what's coming. But if you take 10 minutes on Sunday, and look at your week, just Monday through Friday, you have a better idea of what that's going to look like. Knowing what your children have, what your spouse has, what your partner has. If you are someone who are responsible for your parents, making that call and saying, hey, do you have anything that I should know about this week? Any appointments? Are you going to need anything? That's margin back because there's either going to be an answer of a yes or a no. And then you can now decide where to place that thing that now you have to do or you have extra space that you don't have to do. And then again, I'll mention social media again because I use it for business. Creating content is a plan and it's a part of your marketing and things like that. But it for entrepreneurs can totally wear you down and for small business, it can totally wear you out. And so how do you do that? Um, How do you not let that happen? Looking at it on Sunday and saying, here's what I want to talk about this week. And here's five ways to talk about it. Or I post Monday through Friday, but maybe you only post three days a week. And then just writing that out and scheduling it. Everybody has a scheduler now. Instagram announced today that they now have one inside the app. So Scheduling that out makes that easy because it did what? It took that off your plate for your work week. So those are ways to find margin. The thing about the meals in finding the margin is I'm thinking about it on Sunday. I'm writing it out and now I don't have to think about it every day. Now, listen, I'm not saying that we're going to have because I write chicken and rice and green beans first that we may not have that on that day. I'm not that rigorous and scheduled, right? But I looked at the schedule and 
three days, we're all at home. So we know we can have a meal together three days. So chicken and rice one day, spaghetti one day, and fish another day. And then, you know, you just wake up and you go, let's look at this menu. Oh, today's the day we're all eating together. Fish it is because of what time I'll get home and things like that. Having those thoughts, having that internal or external conversation with yourself and others on Sunday, you would be amazed at how much margin that adds to your life. And listen, I've been doing it for all these years, but I made it an actual product in 2019. And so there are over 600 women in my community who do it every Sunday and love it. Amazing. And as you mentioned, you have a journal and a calendar that you created in 2019, and you can purchase those on the website. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. But I'm curious, what other tools do you use to help craft what actually goes into that? So you mentioned meal planning. What other tools, if any, do you use to help with the meal planning? Maybe the shopping or I don't know, with clothes, maybe you have Pinterest or whatever it may be, but what other tools do you use to help with the process with your Sunday planning calendar and journal? So when we talk about Sunday planning, when I talk about it on social, there's videos on the website. Um, When you go, you can see, and I walk people through how I do it. Like there's a video of me literally walking through the spaces of my house, showing you how I do it. The process and tools is really, when I, when I talk to women about it, I say, what would mean the most to you? What would help you the most? What are your hardest things? Erica, I'm a question person. I think if you ask better questions, you get better answers and you really figure out what's keeping you stuck, right? So for me, like someone else may not do social, but someone else may say, I probably should do one load of laundry on Sunday. Like that should be a given for me. Or someone else may say, I do the meals because it's better for budgeting to look at the meals that you have in grocery shop from there instead of going to the store hungry or not having any sort of a plan. And then you come in home with peanut butter, but no jelly, you know? When I created the product, now I had been writing it on a piece of paper for years. I mean, I started when they were three and five, right? So I created a journal first. The journal has five slots for you to write your Sunday planning. And then you turn it over and the next page has 10 spaces for you to write things that you're grateful for and two affirmations for you to begin to say to yourself. That was a dream of mine because remember, I was in a different headspace, right? So I needed to remember that this moment of time, this stress, this depression is not going to last forever. This isn't what God has for me. So let me think of all the things I'm grateful for. Let me remember how blessed I truly am. And Let me speak life to myself. Sometimes you just got to speak it to yourself. Sometimes you may not be able to get a friend on the phone. So what could you be saying to yourself? And then it had a note section for you to write that grocery list, for you to write that menu and all of that. 
But I understand that a lot of women don't journal. I understand that they just don't like it. Listen, my mother does not like it. It doesn't matter that her daughter creates journals for a living. She does not like it. And so there are women who don't like that. So that is when I created the weekly calendar notepad. Women loved it. It's our highest selling product. They loved it because it's uh, your week at the top and the first thing they loved is being able to tear it off and throw it away like that week's done, boom, and go to the next. But the week is at the top. And then there is a section that looks just like the journal page for Sunday planning. There is a spot that says meat side veggie for the meal plan. And there is a side for grocery lists. A lot of people like that because it is a on your counter family calendar. So everybody can write their stuff that's happening that week. I get so many messages from women saying the things that their families are writing on the grocery list. Like that's margin again, right? Because you're not as responsible. Like, are we out of Doritos? I don't eat Pop-Tarts. Do we not have any more things like that? Because, you know, when your kids get old enough or my son's nine, listen, he writes Legos on the grocery list every week. Every week he writes Legos. I mean, it's not happening, but he writes it. (laughs) He has big dreams. And so they write things that are needed. And so that's another way to gain margin because everybody's taking a little responsibility in that. And I have uh, DMs from moms saying that kids are writing on the menu what they would like to have, you know, things like that. And so that makes you feel more like a unit and it helps. So the weekly calendar notepad is, is really good. But in addition to that, I also have for... Uh, moms of boys, because I'm a boy mom, and for really busy moms, just a regular notepad. It just is just regular. It says Sunday planning at the top, and it has five little check boxes, and then it's just lined paper because maybe that's all you got time for, right? You want to do it, but all you have time for is just a regular notepad. So I tried to make it as easy. I'm really big on being practical. I don't want every anyone to ever walk away from me and go, man, everything she said was great, but how do I implement that into my life, right? How do I do it? And so you may not have five. You don't have to have five things. You might just have three. You might just go, you know what would really help me, Retha? Really help me to do those outfits. It would really help me to do all the dry ingredients for my kids' lunches and snacks. So done. That would help me. You know, you just do what works for you. But the key is what? The key is just to do it. Execute on something. I read in a few of your social media posts that success is what is success to you. Yeah. It's not success to anybody else. What's success to you? And so I can imagine that this Sunday planning tool is really encouraging to remember that, that these are the roles that I have for this week. And if I complete them or, you know, have the family help me with them, then that's success to me and my family and our our unit. So very cool. Congrats on creating such a product from something that was necessary for you and then using it as a practical tool for other mamas. That's beautiful. What a great God idea and God story. Yeah, God really shined on that. I I didn't do anything. I just listened. But (laughs) I want to say this because that's really key. Defining success for you personally and professionally, that's like 
the key to your life. Like if you get nothing else out of this podcast and don't do Sunday planning at all, we would love it if you just define success for yourself. We live in an all-consuming world where we are consuming from TV to print media to podcasts to social media. It's a lot. So when you are consuming at that rate, comparison will slip in before you even know it. And a way for it to slip in and go straight out the door is for you to have already defined what does success look like for me personally, this family, me as a college student, me as a single newly working female, and what does success look like for me personally? I'm a coach. And my industry success is to have other coaches under me and have this big conglomerate. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, that's not what success is to me. I have no desire to do that. So I believe that if you didn't know that, then you're climbing a ladder that you have no business on. What are you doing? If success to you looks like no kids and no man, hey, listen, if God says that's your green light, go with it. You have to know that, though, because the people, friends, family, they love you. They mean well. They don't know what God told you unless you tell them. And most of the time we don't. And so define it for yourself. Know without a shadow of a doubt, this is the lane that God has called me to and go. Mm. Yes, yes. So many yeses to that. (laughs) I agree. Success for me looks just so different for other people too. I'm just dipping my toes in the coaching waters as well. And that right there, Rita, is not something I want to do. I care about in my stage of life with my two youngins, flexibility, a little bit of income to help support the family. And then first and foremost, you know, doing what God is telling me to do, being obedient in Him, and then using what I can do with the skills he's given me as a ministry for other women. So that doesn't look like what you described as what normal people want for coaching either. So yeah, define your success of what that looks like for you in your stage of life, because that's going to change too. Just like you said, you know, the tool, the way you use it looks a little bit different or what you put in the tool looks a little bit different now because your children are so much older than what they were when you started. Right. So you do have three boys and you mentioned that they could eat, what was it, a car or a house or <laughs> they could eat a lot, right? So I want to know what your go-tos are for meal planning because that seems to be a contention point I think for a lot of women is, you know, come home from work and what do we cook? And if you're doing the Sunday meal planning, you'll know what you're cooking. But at the beginning with Sunday, just trying to come up with those ideas. What are some of the go-tos for your boys with the those three things that you think about when you're doing your planning? For me, when I am trying to figure out meals, now listen, we are coming out of the pandemic where like we had, I don't know about you, we had to get really creative to not be doing the same thing over and over. So I'm not a Pinterest person because I'm not creative in that way. And that's the way that I thought that that platform worked. But during the pandemic, I would look on Pinterest for ideas. And so I made boards for dinner and pasta and entertaining ideas. And I did entertaining because that's where like the snacky meatballs and sliders and things like that were coded. But I did Pinterest. And then from there, I searched 
on Instagram for those foodie accounts for chefs who cook meals and just for ideas. Like my top one is creme de la creme. I'll, I'll tell you so you can tag it. She's phenomenal. I mean, she has a lot of good, good meals. Her website is really great too. It's very searchable. But the biggest idea that I had that is going to sound so simple, like it's so not rocket science, but I bet most of us didn't even think about it is on Sunday, I would text four or five girlfriends. And then some weeks I do my three aunts. And then some weeks I do my two spiritual mentors at church. And I would just say, what are your two go-to meal ideas? What's your two easy meal ideas? What's one thing I should cook this week? Like I would always change how I would say it. But from there, I gained a lot of meals that everybody's house is different. So there's stuff that I had never thought to cook. One lady from church sent me this uh, spicy sausage pasta. Never. Listen, the boys love it. It's a one pot deal. Pasta goes in dry and it cooks down with that liquid. Oh my gosh, it's chef's kiss. It's so easy. It's so good. And so things like that. So my best advice would be check in with your community. A text, a copy and paste text to five people, not on a group text because you know how people feel about that, but, and just say, hey, what are you cooking this week? Or what can I do with pork this week? I have a pork tenderloin. Or uh, what's your go-to when you don't feel like cooking? It's wild what people will say because they grew up different than you. Their house doesn't run like you. Maybe they have all girls where I have boys. And so it's just things that you wouldn't think of. That's my go-to. And so from there, I save them. And so I have in my notes app on my phone, so many dinner ideas because of all that I did during the pandemic. That's ingenious. I've honestly never heard that before. And maybe other women have who are listening to this, but I have never heard that before. And it's just, I have a group of mamas that I connect with normally. And after we get off this recording, I'm just going to text them, what are you cooking this week? Or what? what's some one pot meal? I need that recipe. Send me that link, Rita, and I will put it. I will put that in the show notes. She sent it to me. It's on a blog. It was so easy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm a I'm a crock potter fanatic and I know people love the Instapot. It scares me a little bit. I should try it, but the crock pot is my girlfriend. She's my best friend. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that. Appreciate that. That's huge. So where can we find you on social if we want to connect you with you more or tell us a little bit more about your services? So if there's somebody listening and they'd love to work with you, how can they work with you and how can they connect with you? You can connect with me on Instagram. It's my favorite. I like it. And I know somebody's probably going, oh, she likes it. I like it because I have good boundaries. Listen, if you want to do things in the world, you got to insert some boundaries because it's all consuming. But I love Instagram. I really do. I'm in my DMs. No one else is. So it's me that you're talking to. If you want to connect with me, Instagram is there. And then on my website, which she will put in the show notes, there is a consultation link that you can fill out to see if you would like to work with me. My ideal client is female between the ages of 33 to 55. 
you want your past to not define you. You want to move forward and you feel stuck and you don't know where to go. I can help you. That's who I help. Either they are small business owners, they're CEOs, and they just need someone to give them that push and hold them accountable. I hold my clients highly accountable. So you can fill that out on there. You can send me a DM and I'll send you the link to schedule a consultation. So either way. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing about Sunday planning. What a fantastic gift that God has given you. So thank you for sharing it with me and the women who listen to Faith Inspired Podcast. And before we go, I want to ask you one last question. I'm on a mission for women to find joy, to put joy back in their life, because I feel like that's something that we have lost. You've mentioned it quite a bit with the all-consuming communication and everything around us, that joy has been kind of being smothered a little bit and covered, and we need to uncover that. And I believe that that comes from the joy of Jesus, but then also things in our day. So I would love to know what brought you joy today. Okay, I'm going to want to say two things. What brought me joy today is this trail mix that I found. It is so yummy because I only like certain nuts. And so this one had my favorites in it, which is um, almonds and walnuts. And then it had dried cranberries, blueberries, and uh, cherries. It was just so good. And it was just like a found it type deal. And so that did bring me so much joy. The other thing that brought me so much joy was my husband and my oldest. They did a thing where he registered him to vote and we got to vote with him today. And that just was, that brought me immense amount of joy. And the people at the polling place were so sweet to him. And those women were so excited that he was exercising his right. And they let me take pictures and that brought me so much joy. It was just great. But what I wanted to say was that During the pandemic, I, like you, felt like we were losing our joy. I felt like it was really uh, stifling us. And so I started Seek Joy Saturdays. And so I love that you are trying to get more people to find the joy. And, you know, there's a distinct difference between joy and happy. And so joy is long-lasting and it's Christ-filled to me. That's how I define it. On the first Saturday of the month, now that we're back in the normal world, I say, let the first Saturday of the month be the Saturday that you seek joy and really look for it. Because if you seek it, you will find it. And I started that during the pandemic because all of our days looked alike. And so it was a way for women to designate what this day is. It's Seek Joy Saturday. If you're around in Scram on the first Saturday of every month, you'll see me say, today's the day for you to seek joy, seek joy on Saturday. Yes, I love that. I love that. I am going to be on that on Saturday, the first Saturday of the month. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, and going back to your joys, I mean, if it is in the little things, I will tell you through a candle or trail mix or whatever it is, you can find joy in those little things, red lipstick. I'm all about those little joys, but those big ones too, that your son is now old enough to exercise his vote and have an impact on our nation is just wonderful as well. And that you've raised him to be passionate and about it, excited about that too. So kudos to you. Well, thank you 
again, Ritha. This has been fantastic. I am excited for Sunday to come so I can start some Sunday planning and get my outfits all figured out for the week and get my meals all figured out and all of that so then we can allow some margin in our life and really the margin to listen to God and just be able to move when he tells us to move. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the key. I really want to say thank you so much for allowing me to come on and share that. And I hope as many women get it. And I say at the end of every speaking engagement I have and podcast I'm on, that this is the only life you get. You don't get another one. This isn't a dress rehearsal. And so you should really live your life that way. Find the joys, find the best thing and and be the best you, you can be. You're the only one who can do it. And so remember that if you remember anything that I've said, I want you to live the best life you can because this is the only one you get. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita. That's beautiful. Appreciate you. Appreciate your heart. Appreciate your mission. Talk about tangible and practical. Five things, or even three if you choose. That's all it takes to set your week up for success for yourself and your family. I want to know what will you be adding to your list of five? Send me a DM at at Faith and Gather and let me know. Meal planning is number one on my list. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more ladies with full schedules could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.